Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our guest host on the program this week is Pastor Jake Schnoor from Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at church every Sunday morning. There's one at 8.45 a.m., the other at 10.45 a.m., and there is Japanese and Korean translation available during that 10.45 a.m. service, and that is also the service that we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, Pastor Walton will be presenting the third message in our series in Ruth. We'll begin today by welcoming Pastor Jake Schnoor. Hi, Pastor Jake. Half a day, Chris. Thanks for having us. In commemoration of Veterans Day, we have a few military joining us today. All three actually are part of the Young Pros Ministry, which my wife and I have had the pleasure of leading for the last three years. And uh, actually, I'll, I'll just introduce them right now. Jason Hanwell, thanks for being on with us today. Thanks for having us. Adam Rogers, he's part of the Air Force. Thanks for being with us. Yes, sir. And Grant Farley, uh, part of uh, the Army. So thanks for your service. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Happy to be here. To begin, let's just get kind of maybe a 30-second to a minute snapshot of why each of you decided to pursue a career in the military, just in general. So maybe begin with you, Jason, if that's okay. Uh, what was it like? What went into your decision of choosing the military as your career path? Well, when I was uh, going through undergrad, I knew I needed more education for the job that I'm in now. And I needed to, honestly, the biggest thing going in was I needed to pay for school. <laughs> and the Navy recruiter emailed me at my school email, and I still have no idea to this, to this day how they got that email. I never gave it to anyone. I never told anybody about it, but somehow that came through. And that's where it started. But since then, it's kind of evolved to so much more than, than that. So far, I'm enjoying my time in the military immensely. Awesome. Thanks. And if I'm correct, you're a physician's assistant. Uh, maybe one quick thought of why you chose the medical field. Honestly, I knew that I wanted to work with people and moving when I was in allied health initially as an ortho tech, I found out I liked working with my hands and I liked being around people. I'm from a big family. I've always been around a lot of people and that's something that the medical field can kind of, can kind of marry those two. And, and when I was going through my career as an ortho tech, I knew I needed to move up and I needed to move on. And the physician assistant role was kind of the tailor fit for that because um, it took from my experience as an ortho tech and I could marry that into my uh, job going forward. And Adam, uh, as our Air Force representative of the day, and I believe you are in security working there on Anderson. Uh, maybe for you, what were some of the things that God kind of brought into your life that made you choose the military? I grew up and still to this day enjoy military history. Uh, reading is a favorite passion of mine, watching documentaries, movies, things like that that revolve around the military and the heritage that it has for the United States. And that was what I wanted to do in high school was I was gonna graduate high school and join the military. I was gonna join the army. But as I prayed about it and thought about it and even went and visited the recruiter a couple times, the Lord led me to not go that path. Instead, I went to Pensacola Christian College. Mm. And it was during one of my junior years there, because I went there for five years, mm. that the desire to join the military reawakened. 
And so I sought counsel and advice from different people, uh, particularly a man in my church back in Michigan, sought his counsel, who he was a military veteran. And the Lord just opened the door for me to join the Air Force after graduating from Pensacola Christian College. And so 12 years later, here I am. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your service and for all the ministries that you've been involved with over the last three years here at Harvest. If you haven't met Adam yet, he's been uh, kind of the spearhead for many, many ministries, especially the young pros. So I can personally testify to his faithfulness there. And Grant, I'm sure we have some Army listeners. Um, uh, Maybe why the military in general or why uh, Army in particular? And I think you're in IT, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, It's interesting. I never really thought I would join the military at all. I went to college for a little bit kind of did some dead-end jobs for a bit and just decided with my life, what am I doing? Um, You know, it just, I'm not, I'm working a job I hate. I'm going to a school I don't like and I'm studying stuff I don't like or really don't think I need. So the first thing I did was like, let me go ask my friend who's in the military. He was, he's an Air Force uh, guy. I don't exactly remember what he does, but we were just talking and just figuring things out. And I said, that sounds like that's a good opportunity. So I went to the Air Force recruiter uh, first and when I went there, things were moving along. It's going good. And then uh, March of 2020 happened, a uh, <laughs> little thing we know. Uh, and things got delayed. I'm like, well, let me go check out Army next door. And I asked them, how long would it take to me, for me to get in? They said, oh, you can get in three months. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I uh, talked with a recruiter and just settled down in an IT job just because I've always had a knack for it. And uh, yeah, that's just kind of how kind of fell in my lap, you know, God's uh, Providence was definitely in that whole move and mm. getting me the job that where I'm at now today. So, uh, yeah, it was just a kind of a spur of the moment decision to go for it, but I haven't regretted it since. There you go. Awesome. Um, so that's a good introduction to our guest today. And maybe to kind of get into maybe our longer portion is just going to be hearing how has God brought you to him? And so, uh, maybe going through the same order, Jason, how would you answer that? Yeah. So I grew up in a Christian home with Christian parents. I went to church pretty much every Sunday when I was growing up as a kid. There wasn't many times where I remember missing church. And back when I was about nine years old in 2002, and when I was in San Diego, California, where I grew up, my the Billy Graham crusade came to town. My parents were got involved with that. And before the event actually happened, They kind of sat us all down individually and me and my brothers and sisters and went through the gospel with all Mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. And I said this, I said the sinner's prayer. They Mm -hmm. went through the gospel track explaining how we were, how we could never get to God on our own, but through Jesus that that was possible. And if we believed in him, all our sins would be forgiven, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I said the sinner's prayer. I thought I was saved. Um, but and I and I continued to get involved with church throughout my kind of uh, middle school and high school years. Mm. Though I felt like during that whole time I was really living a lie mm. because I never felt like my faith was my own. Mm. And I had hidden sins and my motivation was all wrong. I kind of just wanted to fit in with everybody, and mm. my faith really wasn't my own. And this kind of went on actually all through early adulthood into the age of 25 when the guilt of my sin kind of caught up with me. And I was really, I had a lot of doubt. Mm. I had a lot of doubt about where I stood before God, God, where I was going, when I was going to die. And 
it was just kind of paralyzing. Mm. So one time I was going through to a friend's wedding and this was kind of at the peak of all that guilt and that doubt. And the pastor presented the gospel Mm. and through that time, that really just kind of was the, was the tipping point where I Mm. finally kind of laid it all out before God and said, Mm. you know, I want to, I want to trust you with, with my life. Mm. So that following Tuesday, I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And since then, I've had no doubts about my salvation, which has gave me a lot of confidence, even accepting mm-hmm. this uh, this first duty station here in Guam. Mm-hmm. I mean, my I had like six options coming coming out of uh, coming out of my school training, and Guam ended up being my first one. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of people were really surprised by that, mm-hmm. but kind of with that confidence, knowing that you know God's got me. Mm-hmm. Um, it made the decision all that much easier. Wow. Yeah, and I think the if you're listening, you can probably find yourself in a lot of the places in these testimonies, but Jason, even as you're sharing, uh, one of the things that unites and everyone can relate to is the idea of doubt and the idea of second guessing and the idea of of just not knowing for sure on some of the biggest questions that we have in life. So questions like, where did we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going when we die are some of the biggest categories that we like to talk about. Um, At least I like to kind of present that um, in some of the studies that I lead that the Bible has answers for these. Um, So thanks for giving us hope in that. Of course. And maybe Adam, what were some? What would you say some of the the key people or the key moments that allowed you to to ultimately trust Christ? I've been to borrow lyrics from the song and from Scripture. I've greatly blessed and highly favored hmm. to have also grown up in a Christian home. I accepted Christ as my Savior when I was very young, when I was five years old, hmm. and so I went to Christian school. My parents put us, my siblings and I, through Christian education, kindergarten through twelfth grade, hmm. and then of course I went to Bible college five years. So there has been a time where I came upon a realization. Obviously, there was that point in time, Mm. but I have no memory of it, Mm. which originally during my early years was a challenge for me because I've heard so many preachers and friends who can recall the date and time and place of their salvation. And some people can even describe the scenery and the setting down the color of the carpet and (laughs) everything else in their surroundings. I I cannot do that because I have no actual memory of it. And so it was a struggle for me. That was an obstacle as part of my faith. Mm-hmm. What I eventually came to realize is that ha- has become more of a blessing to me. Yeah. Because the, while there are a lot of people that might depend, whether they realize it or not, there are people that depend on the memory mm. of their salvation yeah. rather than depending on their faith in Christ. Mm. Whereas for me, I don't have, and I don't mean to insult anybody, if that is your testimony, glory to God that you can have that memory. That's, that's a great, the Bible is full of passages about people setting up monuments mm. and the Bible actually commands Israel, don't tear down the monuments, have those monuments so that you can remember these things. So if you have that memory, hold on to that memory, set up that memorial, and that monument for the people coming after you to know about. I don't have that, but it has gone on to, I'd say maybe strengthen my faith because I'm not depending on a memory. I am instead depending on the faith I have in Jesus Christ as my savior, mm-hmm. knowing that that is why I'm on my way to heaven, not because I can remember saying a sinner's prayer or because I repeated after someone, but I know that I am on my way to heaven because I have faith in the only begotten son of God. Mm-hmm. 
And if you are listening and you can relate with any of these stories as far as saying what is commonly known as the sinner's prayer or just calling out to God, if you, re- if you are like me and you relied on that, you begin to ask ridiculous questions like, well, did I say the right words? Yeah. Did I say it the right way? Have I said it enough times? Um, should I have been screaming? Should I have been, in, was it the right language? Do I have to learn in Greek? All types of questions you, if you rely on what you're, like you're describing, Adam, as just the experience or the moment. Um, so that's, I think it's a helpful thing to clarify and to give assurance for those who don't know um, how to handle many circumstances and different situations they grew up in. But today, what is your faith and trust in? Yes. If you were to die today, do you know where you'd go and why? That's helpful. I I commonly tell people, to my knowledge, there's only one place that I can remember off the top of my head in Scripture where where associates and accompanies prayer and faith with saving. Hmm. And I'm not, not, again, I'm not denigrating anybody who's prayed the sinner's prayer. But it's in James, it says, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And it's talking about physical ailment. It's mm-hmm. not talking about the prayer, say, repeat after me, and the prayer shall save you. And there are a lot of people that mm-hmm. depend on that prayer for salvation. And I just want to emphasize to people, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, but the emphasis is still on the faith. Mm-hmm. The By grace, you're saved through faith. Mm-hmm. Throughout Scripture, there's proof and evidence mm-hmm. that the faith in Christ is what gives you eternal salvation, not the prayer. Mm-hmm. That's good. And maybe for the sake of time, we'll, we'll move on to you, Grant. Uh, I think you grew up in a slightly different uh, background and certainly different church uh, coming uh, growing up. But what would you say some major landmarks to bring you to trust in Christ? Yeah, so I did grow up in a Christian home for all my life. Um, again, praise be to God for that. Um, but kind of similar to Adam, uh, I was told I was I was I said the sinner's prayer or had come to faith in Christ at a very young age, like maybe four or five years old. I was baptized when I was ten. Um, but kind of the same way I kind of struggled with, you know, identity. Like, I don't really remember that. Do I really have faith? And some of the, the church background I grew up in kind of had that, that, uh, that idea that your works are, are, are part of your faith. Hmm. Um, and so I, I constantly struggle with that. Like, am I good enough? If like, what, 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 what am I doing like wrong? Am, am I going to, am I going to be to heaven? I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just, it was that constant struggle of thinking like, what, what if, you know, I die tomorrow or Christ comes back tomorrow? Am I really going to be with the saints? And it was about maybe high school, uh, when I was with this one church, uh, for a long time, I kind of got on this journey of finding really proper theology that the fathers of the faith had, had come up with, had, had, had found and discovered and had taught that really, Help me secure my faith, and I believe full heartedly. I was, I was, I've been saved since that moment when I had, you know, called in Christ my Lord and Savior when I was young. Mm. But just over time, with with the uh, the Holy Spirit continually to to chip away those that bad theology. As soon mm. as I started really looking at reading the Bible for myself, one thing, mm-hmm. but also reading what other Christians believed as well, and and I've believed all this time. Mm. That really helped secure my faith, and really helped secure knowing that I am. I am redeemed. Mm-hmm. I am saved. That God had chose me for mm. the, this specific purpose, and uh, yeah, it just it changed my world. That 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 whole time of time of my life from yeah. that from high school until now. Mm. That's good. Um, so, what I wanted to do with that last question was just kind of see where it all began. Uh, this next question is going to be um, 
if you were to go back in time, okay, to the you uh, right before you made that decision to join the military, I'm wondering what piece of advice you would give yourself to the, the focus will be, will be to grow spiritually. Yeah. One of the sayings is the, the old, you know, bread and butter, just wake up every morning, read scripture, mm. pray. Uh, this the, Some of the most basic principles of the faith, just if you, if you keep that discipline up, that will take you a long ways and mm. will really prepare you for the day ahead, especially mm. in the military. Um, but yeah, also just be a reader, like mm. read a uh, solid theology, read some of the old greats. Um, I'm going to mention some names like Luther, Calvin, Zwingli, any of those guys are just good. And you got, you got good guys now, like MacArthur, you have Vody Bauckham. You just read, just continually to read and continuing to under, continue to strengthen and lengthen your understanding mm. of the Bible and your place in history of it. I, mm. th I think that that has helped me a lot in the past few years, especially in the past year of, of uh, you know, mm. being in the military for sure. And Adam, being in the military a little bit longer than uh, the other guys here, what advice would you give yourself? And obviously to any aspiring uh, men or women in the military or maybe ones that have just joined that happen to be listening right now, what advice would you give them on how to grow spiritually? I will echo Grant in saying you need to stay in the word. Hmm. That is, of course, the foundation of building up our faith is that God has given us his word, his directions, his instructions of how to live and how to grow spiritually. And it's in the Bible. Mm. So continue to read the Bible. Mm. I'd also say find good preaching, sources of preaching and good Christian fellowship, if able. Mm. I know from firsthand experience, there's going to be times when you don't have that available. Yeah. If you're in the Navy, you might be on ship. If you're <laughs> in the Army or Air Force or others, you might be in the desert or other places where you do not have a band of fellowship to surround you but I'm thankful for modern technology where you can look up videos, you can look up audio files, and you are able to find mm -hmm. these various sources. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's reading the books, as he mentioned, or just logging on to church websites or social media and being able to hear the preaching of the word to learn or get different uh, angles or uh, thoughts and ideas of various beliefs and doctrines, mm -hmm. why they're right or why they're wrong. You need to study to show yourself approved unto God. And that is one thing that will keep you grounded and growing because as Jesus said, in this world, you shall suffer tribulation. Mm -hmm. The military is an occupation of high stress. Mm. You're going to, you possibly could have periods of anxiety, stress, mm -hmm. discouragement, depression. It's a constantly going. There's very little time for rest at times. And so you need to know what your foundation, where your strength lies in Christ. Mm. And it's through that foundation that you can keep going. Mm. And Jason, maybe in your experience through the Navy or just in your particular occupation, how would you advise a young version of yourself to grow spiritually while serving? I would have to say the, the biggest thing just really echoes what the guys have already said here. You need to have a strong foundation for your devotional time. Mm. You need to set habits that transcend any stressful situations so that when things actually do get stressful and obligations such as serving pull you away from your support system, your faith is still grounded and you mm -hmm. don't sluffer, suffer from that slow fade and that slight pull that, of the military. Mm -hmm. It's got a way of kind of teasing out the sinful side of you mm -hmm. in very subtle, very subtle ways. Mm -hmm. 
it's something that starts as wanting to just kind of fit in or with the people around you, but it can lead to you to make decisions that you know are wrong. Mm. Another thing also is to kind of rest in God's sovereignty uh, so you don't get derailed when situations inevitably come up that are out of your control. And mm. I think the guy's going to echo me here that there are plenty of times in the military where there are situations out of your control that you really need oh, yeah. to rest in God's yep. sovereignty for. Mm. And I know, Adam, you can probably speak to that more than me and mm. even because you've been in longer and same with Grant as mm. well. Mm. Yeah, also be prepared to jump in and get involved each mm. time in each church you come to. Mm. Um, I know for me, my, I'm, I'm on two-year orders. And mm. a lot of the guys here that I interact with are on three-year orders. Mm. In the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot of time. Yeah. So you really need to get in there and get, um, get established early and hit the ground running with the local body of believers. Case in point, even before I got to Guam, I knew that I wanted to be involved with the local body And so I made preemptive decisions, not knowing anybody here Mm. that I wanted to be involved. Mm. So the play that, that, that went into the decision of where I went, where I live. Mm. And also it may help make the decision on which church I wanted to go to, Mm. because I knew that being involved with the believers here on Guam was going to be critical to my walk. And we're just a few minutes left. Um, this last question will be I don't, maybe a little bit lighter note for depending on how you guys answer it. But there are, uh, with every station you go to, there are uh, pros and you could say there are cons, uh, regardless if it's in the States, on the mainland, or if it's overseas on a tropical island or in a very cold place like Korea for a couple of years. Uh, how about for the military that are listening right now who are also stationed here on Guam? What would be some of the unique challenges or blessings uh, in serving here on this wonderful island? And maybe, Jason, we'll just start with you and go through. Yeah, I think one of the obvious blessings that we can have is just as soon as you step outside anywhere. Hmm. Like the clear skies, the blue ocean, Hmm. the great shoreline, the beautiful sunsets, the starry nights, the the, uh, lunar eclipse we had last night. All of these things just point to God's um, God's beautiful creation and point to his handiwork. And that in and of itself gives me a lot of uh, lot of confidence in where he where he has me. Mm. I mean I get to I work up at the Naval Hospital and every day on my walk from the parking lot I get to make a point of of appreciating the beauty around me from the sky, like I said, to the sea, to the shore. It really is just awesome. Another obvious blessing and I know the guys can echo me here is just being a part of young pros. Mm. I mean, Harvest knows that between the teaching staff that they recruit from the States, the healthcare workers on contract out here and all of the military folks coming through that there needs to be a group for them, Mm. which is, you know, that has been awesome. We've been able to hang out. I've been able to grow friendships and uh, I've been encouraged in my walk numerous times Mm. by all of the, all of the men and women here that are part of young pros. Mm. Um, a not a not so unique challenge is kind of the break from normalcy that we all experience when we leave our homes. Mm. I came from California, and I was attending attending an awesome church back there, and leaving all of that and having to establish good habits away from the, those things that I was used to keeping me accountable has definitely been a bit of a challenge. Mm. And another another unique challenge is uh, finding unique ways to witness to your coworkers and to those in the community. And I think a lot of that comes down to being open about your time commitments. 
people are going to ask where, you know, what are you doing? What are your plans? And I've always made it a point to be completely honest with people like, oh, I'm going to do something with church or my church people are going on a hike. My, I'm going to my Bible study. I've got church in the morning, um, stuff like that. And inevitably that brings up conversations about your faith. You have to witness by being the best employee, being reliable, being polite, being professional, and make yourself stand out that way too. And people definitely do notice that stuff. And I'll just echo the same question uh, for you, Adam. What would you say are some of the unique challenges or even blessings you've experienced while serving here? Uh, my wife said that for blessings, I have to mention the tropical weather, the beaches, the sunshine, and the shopping on base. But for me, I'm thankful for harvest. There's not always going to be a time or a place where you can go with a strong fellowship of believers. And I'm thankful for the iron sharpening iron of young pros and for the family here at Harvest. And if anyone here in Guam, whether you're military or not, if you need a family, Harvest is here to welcome you with open arms. And um, being with Pastor Jake, with Pastor Larry, another one of the members of the pastoral staff here, they've helped me through some of the trials. They've been pr prayed with me and helped bear burdens. And so, with the young pros, we meet on Thursday nights. If you're single or you have nowhere else to go, coming out mm -hmm. and we'll be able to welcome you. But the challenge, I think, is just living so far from home. Mm. As I, mean, I know that goes yeah. for a lot of people, but again, modern technology helps. I can make phone calls or video calls and be with my family virtually, even though not in person. Mm. But I am thankful for the family I have here at Harvest. Mm. That's good. And Grant, uh, what would you say in your, about just over a year, or just under a year? Just over a year. Just over a year yeah. being on Guam. What would you say has been some of the, the unique challenges or, or blessings for you? Yeah, the unique challenges for sure is just, you know, being far from home, really far from home, uh, especially for a first time, you know, duty station. But also, you know, like you're, you're on an island. That's, that's the weird thing you had to adapt to is like, oh, I can't travel, you know, 50 miles one way just because I want to. Mm -hmm. There's just ocean on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, and lastly, just for like, an army challenge is that there's no, you know, active duty army station out here. So I'm borrowing, you know, Air Force and Navy uh, buildings and mm. place to live. So it's it's very interesting, especially for the first time. Um, but the blessings, I like what these guys said, you know, it's God's beautiful creation out here. Step outside and you're just amazed by what you see usually. Mm. And also just for Harvest, Young Pros especially, that got me through a lot. That really has helped develop and grow me. Mm. And uh, I couldn't imagine being on Guam without it. Mm. And uh, maybe before we turn back over to you, Chris, uh, if you are single in your 20s or 30s and you are interested in a place that you can have community and to grow spiritually, uh, maybe have a, a nice free meal and have some great fellowship every Thursday night, uh, as Adam mentioned, from 6 to 8 p.m. on campus, uh, we meet and we do dinner, we do a study, we usually have some type of activity afterwards and that we just do uh, a lot of things together over most weekends. The other thing is going to be this Sunday, right after 10.45 a.m. morning service, we're having a military lunch. So if you are someone who is in the military now, you are retired from the military, or you're just a family member of someone in the military, we would love to serve you this Sunday with a free meal uh, on campus, and it'll be in our cafeteria. And if you just come to the service, we can point you and give you the directions you'll need. Uh, but other than that, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us, Jake. It's been awesome. Yeah, a lot of fun. Chris, 
Yeah, thank you for listening to Harvest Time today. Of course, we always, at this point in the program, want to invite you again to services at Harvest Baptist Church. We meet at 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. every Sunday morning. You can watch the 10.45 a.m. service on live stream, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Well, thank you again for listening to Harvest Time. Harvest Time.